on episode 10 of Mac Chat. I sit down with Cooper Bruner, a former Twalton High School grad. So we went to the same high school. He's three years older than me, but nonetheless, he's been a great influencer, a great role model for me as Cooper is uh, big into the fitness. The guy's jacked, the guy's fit, um, and he uses his platform in a great way and inspiring people to work out and sharing tips, sharing workouts. And so we talk about fitness quite a bit today. We also talk about side hustles that he's been taking on during this pandemic. Uh, And today's a special episode because it's the first episode where it wasn't on Zoom. Cooper was kind enough to invite me to his production podcasting studio over in Sherwood, over at his his company. So that was awesome. And I'm looking forward to sharing this episode. I think it's one of the best ones recorded if not the very best one i've recorded so far so without further ado let's get into it it's cooper bruner episode 10 of the mac chat podcast and today we have a special one the first Mac chat that's not on Zoom. We're here at Endurance Products in Sherwood, and I'm joined by someone who is a great fitness role model to me and uh, a great person to have in this community, Cooper Bruner. Cooper has his own podcast. He has he works with his own company, um, Replace SR Endurance Products here in Sherwood. Um, he's a social media fitness influencer. Uh, he's someone who's gotten me into fitness quite a bit, whether it's be whether it be weightlifting or running and motivating me to get out there. So um, for years he was, or I guess last year for sure, he was posting workouts that were inspiring me to get back into the gym and um, it's definitely helped my life quite a bit. So Cooper, why don't you introduce yourself to the podcast and talk about yourself a little bit? Absolutely, man. Thanks for the intro too. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, so my name is Cooper Bruner. I actually know Sean uh, growing up, both from the Twalton area. Uh, yeah, a little, I guess, three, four minute spiel about who I am. Um, growing up in a small town city like Twalton, you know, uh, three sport athlete, very competitive, right? Like I was always busy with sports um, and sports tied in with my fitness. And so, like, growing up, everything was sports, right? And so the biggest thing for me was getting a scholarship, right? I wanted to eventually, my favorite sport was baseball. And so I, my biggest goal growing up was to uh, play for Oregon State. So I got a scholarship my sophomore year to go play baseball at Oregon State, played there for a year, and then I had to put them up. I, uh, there was, that was a tough part for me when I realized that college baseball was done for me. But at the same time, uh, as soon as I finished my college experience, I got really, really serious about fitness. It tied into my family's businesses. Like you said earlier, uh, my family owns uh, two businesses and two brands, the brands being Replace SR and um, Endurance Products Co., as well as Innovite, which manufactures all their tablets and supplements. And just dove deep into it, man. Like I got obsessed with um, trying to help people and Uh, I started seeing results. I got consistent and got into like the self-help motivation space was watching guys like Cameron Haynes, David Goggins, all these guys that were at such a level that you just wonder like, how do they do that? Right? Like I'm thinking to myself, you know, how can I get to that point or at least close to that point where I can inspire people just by action instead of like talking? Because a lot of people in the fitness space on social media, you know, they're always talking, they're always talking about, um, they do this, or they have these eBooks that they're selling to people. And I, I, I'm not in that space. I don't sell anything to people. Um, and I just want to inspire. And that's the most gratifying thing for me is getting feedback from people. For example, there's a kid from our high school. Well, he's a few years way, way younger than both of us, but he reached out to me on Instagram and he's been following me for a long time. And he know you know he was going through some shit and having some like bullying issues, confidence, not not feeling good about himself, right? Like he was skinny, and just asked me a few questions. And basically, what I'm trying to get at is my whole philosophy on this is like when I was a kid, like who did I look up to? And you know, I didn't really have too many people growing up 
that really inspired me. Like I had a few athletes, you know, professional athletes that inspired me, but they didn't show the day to day what they were doing. And so the biggest thing for me that I want to give back, I want to be like that person that I needed as a kid. And so I am constantly posting on my Instagram, like downright annoying. Like I sometimes feel like I'm annoying, but at the same time, I look at it like, dude, I'm doing a disservice by not providing value mm-hmm. on social that every single morning I'm doing this. And I'm not only talking the talk, but I'm doing this every morning. Like you think you want to get to my level, bro. Like you have to ramp this up because this is what I do. And I'm not even close to what Cameron Haynes and David Goggins and like the McGregor's like McGregor is a perfect example too. Like he's constantly posting like his content. And if you watch his documentary, he, he's, he's quite the character, but he, he explains to people that he's like putting out more content than Fox, putting more content out like CNN. Like there was a quote where he literally just wants to put out as much, get as much attention as possible to show to people that not only is he going to talk so much, he's doing it. Like he is intimidating because he's showing people like I'm outworking you period. And the rock will say it too. Like just outwork everyone. Right. And that was kind of a long spiel, but yeah, man, like I'm just super competitive. I love this space and I just want to inspire people. I got that make today count mantra and I'm literally doing that. I'm making every single day count, always staying busy for sure. So no, that's awesome. And so for you, you, posting so much on social media and continuously putting your name out there and showing people how much work you're putting in to be able to do that and show people, Hey, like this is what you can do too. And to hopefully inspire people. Like I mentioned, like I opened up with, you inspired me to get into the gym more and to follow your workouts and to get out and go on a morning run. Like you think that outweighs, we all have insecurities about social media, right? Should I post this? Should I not post this? It totally outweighs it, right? Yeah. I think the insecurity part is a serious problem. Not a lot of people talk about it. Gary Mm -hmm. Vee is one of the biggest advocates about it. And I'll post a lot about what he talks about because we all have insecurities, right? Like I have insecurities of what I want to post. Like, is it going to get attention or not? But at the end of the day, man, like you just posting something that if you have the good intentions in mind of when you're posting everything I post has a plan. It has a plan of action. I have steps of why I'm posting it and it's all just to inspire some one person. Like I always say, like if I can inspire one athlete to when they're going through like some tough shit and they see one of my posts that it just, it ticks them back off and puts them back in the path that they're the direction they want to go. Like that's all I'm striving for, man. Like I can have 99 people telling me like, dude, you're so annoying on Instagram Mm -hmm. and have one kid, one kid just be like, dude, like I needed that today. Like I just needed that. And yesterday me and my buddy Kekel were talking, like I haven't seen him in a few months. He's a, a football dude from former college football player from Linfield. I grew up playing sports with him. Like the dude's just on my level. You know what I mean? Like he has that energy and he has that, um, he has that like competitive drive to keep working out. And he, he said something to me that really stuck with me. And he's like, dude, I just miss being around like-minded people like you. He's like, I see you every single morning, bro. And you're kind of like the person that I look forward to watching your video in the morning because no matter how I feel in the morning, I'll watch your Instagram story running mm-hmm. and I know I got to go cause he's going like, it's, it's like that love hate, like, ah, oh, like, damn it. Like he's still running. Like he's still doing this. Like I have to do this now. Like that's how I have been sort of looking at it. Like I'm not better than you. I'm not worse than you. I'm just trying to get you keep yourself accountable. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I try to people. get at. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we all kind of stress about, what other people think about us, but you have to realize that people are looking out for themselves and they're not worrying about it, You know, I'm not worrying about Cooper all the time. You're not worrying about Sean all the time. We're worrying about ourselves, you know? Yeah. And I think when we post stuff on social media, we have that, we have that insecurity of, Oh, what are people going to think they might? I mean, even if they look down on it, it's probably for a minute, you know, and then it leaves their head because once again, they're worried about themselves, right? Yeah. Like, so that's something that I, that I've had to try to get over just that insecurity, especially, especially with social media and just teaching myself to be myself and, and use my platform for how I want it. So you have to look at it in a different perspective. Cause you have to sit back and look at it from a 10,000 feet perspective of what is social media, 
It's being social. And the way I look at it is I'm engaging. How it's much, meant to be used. Yeah, it's yeah. meant to be used. It's meant to put out as your content that you want to put out with the with the back mind or in the back of your mind thinking that you're providing value for each post and you're giving people kudos. You're giving people love. Like I go into like the running hashtags and I'm looking at people that are running and I'm giving them props. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it in a sense of like, oh, come follow me. I'm like, hey man, like I saw what you did. Like respect. Like I love the grind and I like, I put myself in that community and it just grew. Like people just started following me. People started like liking my vibe and that's what social media is. Find your niche, find what you want to look mm-hmm. at and follow people that you want to either a like be like or b like have the same interests like i did a whole complete unfollow because of like what's going on with like politics and like all this stuff because at the end of the day man like it's your life you can control what you want to see for the most part and i just dove into the iron man to the triathlon running space and i love it dude these people are running every single day and it just inspires me to be like dude you're not doing enough kind of thing That's a great point. I mean, social media is literally just branding ourselves. Like, how do we want other people to think of us? And that's how we can use social media. Um, So that's great. And Mm -hmm. I also think it's great that with everything going on right now, you unfollowed all the politics and you're worrying about you're worrying about running and and all these other great things. I mean, I've been trying to do that too. I've been trying to clear my headspace of all the outside stuff going on and use this time as a positive because we can't really control those outside externalities. Yeah. I, uh, I read a book from Dan Fleshman. He, he has this book that it's called, uh, I want to say it's, uh, I forgot what it's called, but basically he's giving you like tips and tip tips and the tricks of like how to start a business like what are the first steps that you need to take with, I think it's under $1,000, How to Start a Business Under $1,000 by Dan Fleshman. Love that book. I just listened to the audio when I was driving to uh, my family's cabin. And Dan posted something where he said, with all this going on, with all this crap, all this news, you got the left side, the right side mm-hmm. saying two different things. You got Fauci saying one thing, you have him saying the other thing. Like block out this noise right now and go find people that inspire you and follow those people you want to be a Ironman athlete, then go follow the top Ironman athletes. Or you want to be an entrepreneur in XYZ space, go follow those people because they're going to be constantly posting. They're going to be giving you that energy that you need. And that's really what it comes down to with social media. You got to stop following all these like fitness accounts that these dudes are super jacked and taking steroids that just are flexing on you. You need to find people that are inspiring and that, that comes to my mind because in the fitness space, it's just so, it's pathetic, man. Like majority after talking with my buddy that has already gone through that space and done it and taken steroids, if you want to be at that highest level, like it's, it's no brainer. You have to take all kinds of drugs. Mm -hmm. And I was just, that's what really shifted me in endurance sports because you likely won't, you'll be, you'll be an outlier like Lance if you're taking something or doping, right? Like it's so clear and it's so easy to separate yourself when you're doping, like in drugs too, with, with bodybuilding, it's, if you're ripped and jacked like that, like, like don't tell me you're natural. Like I'm natural and I'm training ridiculously with a pretty disciplined diet and like stop telling kids, like stop lying to me when I was a kid to like say that you're natural and that this is the exercises you need to take and this is how you should eat. Like that's the one thing that really is frustrating. Yeah. And it goes back to that thing where it's like be I want to be the person that I needed as a kid cuz I'm I'm no like I'm an open book. Like I'm natural and mm-hmm. just I work hard. It's easy. It's easy to not feel like you're hiding anything essentially. Yeah. So you mentioned you want to go into endurance sports and yeah. so you want to shift away from lifting and what is your, your goal for right now in terms of influencing people and in, in terms of fitness? Yeah, it's going to be tricky in the winter because I love strength training. Yeah. Like I've been deadlifting. I broke five fifteen uh, last December. So I really love deadlifting, not so much bench because of my shoulders. So I don't really care when I'm pushing there, but the deadlift dude, it's so much fun to really? see the progress. Yeah, because I was really bad at it when I first started, and I just consistently stuck to a program and just did the reps, did the work, was focused every set, every rep, 
and started at like 3:35, and then every week you'd just see the progress and it was super cool to see all those plates on there and you're just like let's fucking go baby mm-hmm. like i'm about to crush this 515 yeah. i think i posted my 500 on my instagram but i was like dang dude like look at where you came from like i was posting a few of them just to show people like you guys can do this too like just stick to a program and you know do it and yeah i like strength training so it's gonna be tough but i have i've put it out there i want to do a triathlon and then from that triathlon once i kind of get a feel for it i want to do an iron man like that's the goal is an iron man the next few years if not sooner but i need to get a bike (laughs) yeah yeah what's an iron man again so from a statistical standpoint it's a two-mile swim. It's a full marathon. And oh as far as cycling goes, I think it's 118, 112 miles on your bike. But it's, yeah, it's swim, bike, run. That's like the hashtag you'll see. And so the hardest part with that, in my eyes, looks like the, the swimming. Swimming, dude, for sure. Like two miles of swimming. Like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that like 60 Olympic laps? Like, that is no joke. Like, I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. What's a, I don't even know what So I think it's 50 meters. It's a 50-meter pool, so... Right. Yeah, it's. I think a full mile. It's like sixty-four laps. It's, if I'm doing my math right, dude, it's that's like so it's much nuts. swimming. It's nuts. Yeah, dude, I couldn't do that. But you're right. Like training, if you can train for that and you continue to put in that work, like you can come a long way. And mm-hmm. I think back to the the conversation about the pandemic going on. Now's the perfect time if you want to run an iron or if you want to do an Ironman or do a triathlon. Now's the perfect time to pursue that, right? So much time on your hands. Exactly. Yeah. Whether I you're think- a college student or whether you have a business, I'm sure like you've, you said you've been busy, but I'm sure you're less busy than it was back when time. Definitely was less busy, like less busy with, um, less when I'm done with work, I definitely have a lot more time on my hands. And that's why I've been running more mm-hmm. is because when I'm, I'm in the heat during the day with work, but I'm also either running or like working on social, working on my own brand, uh, what I suggest is like your side hustle, man. Start your side hustle yeah. now. Like if you have a passion of, for anything, like flipping baseball cards or sports cards, you really like sports and you want to make money in it, like start flipping cards because you know the value of players and go on StockX and start flipping them. I have a Giannis rookie card, bought it at $300. That stuff is worth, it's a 9.5 mint gem card from Panini and it's worth like 750 now. No way. Yeah. And I'm going to hold that sucker until he retires because I want him to get a championship and that's going to jump up. Yeah. And so that whole process, like eBay flipping, like I flip my shoes, I flip like football quarterback cards. Like there's so much. What what I'm trying to get at is that game is fun. eBay Mm -hmm. is fun. If you buy something on like Craigslist, like locally, and then you resell it for like a profit, even if it's like 10, 15 bucks, like I I love that. That's fun to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like Pokemon cards, you go, you name it. Like someone wants those cards. It's weird. And like Hot Wheels are super hot. Like the little Hot Wheel cars, like some people buy them for like 20 bucks and they're like, I have like a set in my house. And so I just went through them and I was like, okay, like they got the serial number on it. Like, what's this worth? How do you come up with all this? Like, how do you know about this? Just looking, looking online. I saw Gary V was like a, a garage flipper and he's big. I was really big in the sports cards growing up. Like I started with Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! And then my dad got like this huge set of baseball cards. And I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. And I like went online and I was like, what is this worth? And I started buying like signed baseball cards on eBay and like when I was really little, cause I thought that was super cool. I have like a Jamie Moyer signed card and a ball. And I was like, dang, like these kind of go for a lot after a while. Like I'm seeing people like selling cards for cheap. And then I'm also seeing cards that are worth like a few, like tens of bucks or hundreds of dollars. And so on eBay, when I was a kid, I would just find some rare cards on like Craigslist or like on eBay and just hold them for a little bit, watch their seasons. And then if they had a good year, like flip them or like get them, um, get them, what is it called? Graded. I'd get them graded for like 10 bucks Yeah. and they would seal it. And then they would give you like a rating from like one through 10, like, and get like a nine or a 9.5. Like I have a 9.5 CJ McCollum mint condition. And I'm like, dude, come on CJ. Like let's go Zers. Let's get a championship or at least get like some defense award or like any award. He'll jump his value, Uh but great game today. Yeah. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. I thought I was worried like third quarter. I was worried. Oh, for sure. Me too. It was like 91 to 83, I think in the third. And I was like, Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. They, they pulled it out, but I was super stressed during that game. I had some money on the line too. Got into sports game. Oh, I got to get into sports game. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Is it Oregon scoreboard? 
Oh, Oregon Sports Lottery. Oh, yeah, Oregon Sports it'll turn Lottery. like just your everyday NBA game, however interested you are in that, to you. It amplifies so much if you yeah. bet on a game. Like yeah, it could friend, be like Kings Clippers in the middle of the regular season, and I will just be on the edge of the couch. It makes it a lot. <laughs> it makes it a lot of fun. Sports dude. betting is so fun. Yeah, especially when you know the game too. Like you can really, you can tell when someone like when a team's gonna win. Yeah. But baseball's tough. Basketball. Baseball's tough. Basketball's more predictable. Yeah. Football's sure. a little more predictable, but for sure. Stuff happens. I almost lost my parlay today when I was certain I was gonna win it in the first half. But sketch, anyways. Sketch. Yeah, dude. Um, but no, I I agree. Like uh, that's cool on the side hustles. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a friend that is super big into flipping and it's been cool to watch him. Like he'll he'll find stuff free stuff on Craigslist and literally just um, He'll, he'll pick it up, he'll clean it up, and then he'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. But for me personally, I've been, like, you know anyone that does DoorDash? Um, I don't know anybody, but, like, I know the I know how it works. Yeah, it's super easy. Super easy money, really? dude. Yeah, I've done that. Because, like, during the coronavirus, that's definitely peaked up. Like, there's a high demand for that stuff. And I don't doubt that at all. You just ride around in your car, dude, around the city, bump some music, and deliver food to people. And yeah, you don't have to pick up people. That's the best part. Yeah, and some of my most exciting moments of this time t- this timetable from march to now where we've been in this coronavirus is getting these monster tips on doordash and me just being in That's my car going say, nuts it's awesome yeah like i got like a 50 dollar tip once and i was going nuts what? <laughs> i was so excited a 50 yeah tip? and they tip you before you even do anything it'll be like all right go to famous dave's this person this order is worth ten dollars and they're yeah. gonna tip you fifty dollars and so it's like sixty dollars if you can complete this order and i'm just like yes accept 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 <laughs> it was awesome is there a time commitment like when do you put like a green light on the app and you're like i can work yeah yeah it's like i'll be done at 7 30 if you start how long is the time period is it you like- can go as long as you want as long as it's busy you can go all day that is so sick it's sick it's easy money i'm I've glad been, you brought that up i didn't even know that yeah i haven't been doing it as much because i'm working now but mm-hmm. dude if you're not working like for anyone listening, that's that's Seriously, a great side hustle. During that's popping, and it's yeah. usually like the family of four that is just you know they want Outback, and so you're gonna yeah, call up exactly. Outback, get a fatty meal like like meals, and they're gonna give you a tip because they didn't have to go drive and yep. grab it. You barely have to leave your car. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. That's dope. Yeah, totally. But back to fitness. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you after a year you ended up leaving the Oregon State baseball team, and that's when fitness really popped for you. What was it that made you want to get into what you're doing now? Yeah, it's actually funny. I, I kind of got short about it. I was actually in a tough, tough space mentally. Like when I put the cleats up, I kind of felt that like ego check, right? Like you you have this, everybody knows you from Twalton, like, oh, he's going to Oregon State, he's playing ball, he's mm-hmm. going to like crush it. And then like internally you – you leave right and you get so embarrassed like i remember on the phone with my dad like crying telling him like i'm done like i i i could play like i told case i can't i'll never forget like our meeting i was he was like hey you know you can keep playing but you're not gonna like see the field much next year you know like giving me basically like a realistic um play-by-play of what their expectations are with me and i was just like so unhappy of where i was and it wasn't the right position for me. And, you know, like I could have gone to a small school, get play time. Um, and that's why I tell kids too. Like you have your dream to go play for a big school, but you might not be ready. Mm. Like you got guys like my my class, my recruiting class, almost every single guy that had a scholarship got drafted at high school. Wow. I was the only one with a scholarship that didn't have a potential to go pro. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm playing with all these kids that ended up winning the national championship my senior year mm. that were just phenomenal, just not only talented, but like worked hard. And so it really hit me um, after the season. Like, I don't know if I really want to take this that serious. Like I really love baseball, but at the same time, like I know that like fitness and like work and like working for my family was in the future too. And I just really loved, I loved the sport, but I didn't, really see a future i knew the statistics and i wasn't that good i just worked really really hard to where i was you know like i was the kid that would hit every single day and like just very persistent consistent but um yeah man like there was like a probably a four or five month after my season with the humboldt crabs uh, for summer ball uh i just kind of thought about it like thought about what i want to do thought about what my goals were uh, I switched majors from going into pharmacy to finance. So I got really into like learning about 
stocks, learning about investing, learning about um, how to be financial free and multiple revenue streams. How does that work? How does that look? And like during that time period, like I, I really didn't get too serious in the fitness. Like I kind of let myself go a little bit and was in a funk from that space and joined a fraternity, which I do not regret at all because I built my network mm -hmm. and got a bunch of guys around me kind of built that make today count mentality with a lot of guys and we'd work out together. Um, but yeah, man, like that was a tough time for me. But when I turned it on to answer your question is like, I was about 235, pretty thick kid. I was just trying to get big and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, dude, like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go? Like, when are you going to stop telling yourself like, like, when are you going to say like, it's not today is the day where I'm going to make this change and like get really serious about the fitness and get fit, like get fit as hell, get lean. And that's when I, it was literally like in the fall joining a fraternity. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to set the example. Like I'm going to be that guy in the frat that everybody admires or respects that dude, yeah. this guy is getting great grades. You know, he's having fun but he's getting up at 6 a.m. before everybody getting a workout in. I've always been that guy, like mm -hmm. working out in the morning, sets the tone for my day. Everyone's tired walking to class, and I already have my workout done, and I'm ready to go. Like yeah. I got free time. I worked at the gym at Dixon. Um, I did all these things. I started a website. It really started with a blog. That's when I started getting into my own fitness coaching is I started a blog, mm. People started taking notes because I was writing like my workouts and I was writing about stuff that I was researching and just giving my two cents about it. And like my junior year is when I started my podcast. It was on the Anchor app and yeah. I would just press play. No edits, no editing. No editing at no all. No editing at all. I would just wing it. I'd just start talking about things like talking about like muscle hypertrophy, how to do it, how to like lose weight effectively. And I deleted it because I was like six episodes in and then like people just kind of made fun of me and I was like, ah, like, like the podcasting really isn't taking off. Like I had like maybe 10 downloads in three months. And so I kind of pushed it aside and yeah. And then the rest is kind of history, bro. I just figured it back out, like went back all in and, um, yeah, I guess that's as much as I want to go there. You mentioned to me off air that every single morning, and you just mentioned it there as well, every single morning you like to start your day with a workout. Like it's just, it's vital to you. What is it about working out in the morning that is so important to you? It builds your confidence. It's that small commitment to yourself where you know that whatever happens throughout the day that you can control this, this thing, this activity every single day. Like you can get to bed a little bit earlier and wake up a little bit earlier and get your workout done so you can have the rest of the day pretty much off. Like you yeah. don't have to go train. Um, you're a lot more stressed after work and like tired and you're really not going to get a good lift in for most people. Like if you're really having a full day of work, like you're not going to really feel like you want to work out. And so it's that it, the big thing what I'm trying to get across is it's my confidence. It's my daily routine where I know that this discipline is going to set me up for success. It's going to make me feel like I'm going to kick some ass today. I just had a great workout. Let's go. Yeah. When you work out in the morning, like I worked out in the morning this morning and basically I was able to get my workout in and then I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. I was able to go to work and now I'm doing this. I'm doing something I enjoy rather than if I have, like I usually put it off till night and it's hanging over my head all night long or all day long. Um, and mm -hmm. basically like it just, um, totally affects you. Like it, you know, you, you hold back when you're eating dinner. Uh, like if I'm running at night I'll not eat dinner just because I want to run at night. I don't have that problem if I work out in the morning. Plus it just, like you said, it, it sets the tone for your entire day. Like it, it just, I had so much more energy at work this morning than it, waking up at 6 a.m., believe it or not, than if I would have woken up at 8 for my 9 o'clock shift. Yeah, there's just so many benefits to it than cons, right? Like, sure, you're going to be tired. And sometimes I post on my Instagram, like, I've posted, like, a mirror video of me just like, oh, I'm so tired. But then you get out there and you go run, and the first mile sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, again, it's that embrace the suck because when you're done, you feel accomplished, and it stems back to that the confidence factor. And you're, if I could give one thing to my kids down the line, it's building confidence and keeping that confidence. Because every single day, people are going to try to crush your confidence. And if you can find ways, 
ways to just feed your confidence. The one thing that I can control every single day is running in the morning or working out in the morning, like keeping that discipline will time after time, man, every, if not almost every single successful person has that discipline of taking care of their body and doing it in the morning, whether it's like a mental routine or like physical, right? Like sometimes I'll do meditation, like a five minute meditation. If I'm really stressed, like I know I got a lot going on Mm -hmm. and it just puts me my mind, right? Like I have these questions that I ask myself that I put like on my mirror, like in my room and it just puts your mind intact. Like no matter what happened, like sometimes I have these crazy dreams, right? Like you're feeling like you woke up and you're like, Whoa, like that was a weird dream. And you're kind of off. Like you ever have like that weird dream where like, not like a near death dream experience, but like, it just got, you got so deep in your REM sleep that yeah. you're just like groggy waking up. Yeah. And then I just go up to like the right side of my bed, read my questions, like my ritual. And then like, boom, I'm back in like, okay, that was a weird dream, but I'm back in. Let's go run or mm-hmm. let's go train. Yeah. And that's really it. Yeah. I listened to your podcast recently about the morning routines and how important they are for successful people like the most successful people there's so many different things that you should and shouldn't be doing in the morning like for example like people always say when you wake up in the morning it's a makes a big difference whether you're checking your phone which is a bad habit of mine i'll i'll check twitter right away yeah i do too yeah i'm real bad and drinking water or you know getting your coffee and like these things set the tone for your entire day these little habits that you have in the morning whether like or making your bed like Mm -hmm. all these different things and then exercising of course like what you do in the morning sets the tone for the entire day. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that podcast you had the entire day. And Thank you. Yeah. yeah we'll I plug was, that at the end. For sure. That, I was I was pumped to do that. I, there's just things in my head that I think about and then I just overanalyze and I just want to talk. Like, that's why I started my podcast. And, yeah, and I got a lot of people following it now. But, um, yeah, anyways, uh, it, Alex also talked about uh, in my podcast about making your bed as a routine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen the video of the, I think it was a sergeant or a commander. He like was speaking in front of a college and he was talking about reasons why you should make your bed, like how that small discipline ripples. That mental task sets yeah. your tone. It gets your brain going. It gets your brain going. It sets patterns in your head mm-hmm. where you, 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 you stay disciplined and consistent. And he's like, making your bed is like the very first thing that you should do because it sets the tone for your day to get things done and execute. Like, okay, I made my bed, looks good, looks sharp. I get back home, it's ready to go. Like, this is my this is my land. Like, I gotta take care of my land. This is my bed. Like, I wanna make my room look clean. Like, it's it's a it's a total mind fuck, but it works. Like, it sounds hokey. Like, oh, like, make your bed. What a great, yeah. I paid you to say that, you know? Like, but at the same time, laugh all you want, but like, do it, try it. Just try it, what's it gonna do? What's it gonna hurt? You made your bed, your mom's gonna be happy. You know, like it's, you got to try things. You got to try things like that and you can't knock it down until you really go out and do it. You know, it's those ripple effects and it's like making your bed. Sure. Like you might think it's just, okay, I'm cleaning my room, making my mom happy, but it has all these other different effects. Like it helps you feel happy when you enter your room, for example, same thing with working out. Like Some people neglect working out like, oh, I don't need a six pack. Like I'm happy with the way I am. But working out has so many other ripple effects and mental health is a big one. I could be upset about something, angry about something. I'll go on a run. I'll feel so much better afterwards. Me too. It helps my mental health. It helps my self-esteem. If I'm not feeling great about something that happened in my life, but I go on an awesome 10 mile run or I have an awesome lift makes me feel good about myself again. Yeah, and people look at that like, dude, you can run 10 miles. Like they think that's yeah. like really hard. And it's I'm like a good achievement. I'm like it is a great achievement, but I'm like dude, if you like stay consistent, like your body can do a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. Like I ran a half marathon just for fun over the weekend just oh, really? to test my time, see where I'm at, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, like I don't know if I want to do this. Like this kind of sucks. Yeah. Like I'm at mile 10. And I literally got into like David Goggins calls like this dark, dark place. And mm-hmm. you get that runner's high. I didn't believe yeah, in the runner's the high. Runner's high is great. Didn't believe it's it awesome. for the longest time until I got to that point and I just I picked it up. Like I hit was like I was at like a seven twenty five pace for the last three miles. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Your legs just start moving. You get yeah. an automatic mode. Those first couple of miles 
they feel like a mile takes seven, eight, nine minutes to run for like, you know, for people like you and me or the average person. Right. But as soon as you get going, as soon as that runner's high kicks in, those miles just go and go and go. It. And yeah, your legs just start moving and you're not even thinking you just get in automatic mode. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I was at probably an hour and 20 minutes and I was like, dude, I'm not going to break the under two hours. And then literally just like flow yep. state. And I was at 140 and I finished at 140 and I was like, holy smokes, mm -hmm. like that last bit was just kind of a blur. Like I just wasn't even really listening. My, my headphones died. I just kind of put them in my ear really? and I was like, wow, like I'm just, I'm enjoying this. Like, this is fun to me. Like I really, and that's why I'm obsessed now. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah. Like, I'm a runner now. Like whether my physique says it or not, like I'm a runner, you know, like a little thicker on the end, but like, man, like you can do it if you just stay consistent. Exactly. Exactly. My, I've always been a runner. Um, it was kind of my sport in high school. Like I was a cross country and track guy and kind of gave it up once I got into college, wanted to get more into weightlifting, but now yeah. I'm back into it. Like, like this pandemic, it, a bright spot for me is the fact that the weight, the weight rooms have been closed. And so I've transitioned back into running and I've kind of found a newfound love for it, but I was trying That's to cool. do a, yeah, I was trying to do a half marathon too. It's been a goal of mine. It still is. I'm still working on it, but I had a really, really good run a couple of weeks ago, um, where I went down to the other side of Tualatin. I went down the Jurgens park, like from Ibok and I was just, I was feeling really good. And I was telling myself the entire time, this is the day for the half marathon. Like this is the day and feeling really good but dude i got closer to my house and i live by ibok park so i'm running yeah. around ibok park i'm at like 11 miles and i'm just like all right let's just hold on and then i, I can even just walk home once i get to 13.1 but my hips just gave out dude yeah it's yeah, you gotta read your body too yeah. like i knew i was feeling good and i was like dude you're doing this yeah you're getting under two hours right now and that was you know you gotta be smart you gotta feel your body out but uh yeah dude like as far as like getting to that point, like there's really no pace that you have to really worry about. Like mm -hmm. I'm super competitive. So obviously I'm going to like put a time on it. But as far as distance, like, you know, it better than I do. Like you really just got to go out and run. Like mm -hmm. you just got to do it. Like it, my, when I first started running, my knees really hurt. Like I got like the runner's knee on the outside knee. And so I really took care of my hips. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, that's the root of it. Like yeah. it's, it might like when I was reading like books and like educating myself, like for my injury that I was dealing with, like it really just started with having super tight hips and just constantly like your knee is just doing this action the same time repetitively. Like it your body's you not used to it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm gold. Like yeah. I do some dynamic stretching for like five, 10 minutes and I just get a little sweat going, like jumping around and then I just go like, that's kind of how I go about it. Everyone's different for me. I, I, yeah, I dealt with pain a lot when I was starting to run like back in March too, but I bought the right shoes. I yeah, bought that's like, huge too. I bought special soles that go into my shoes to avoid that foot pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, got in my stretching routine, uh, found a great YouTube video. Like everyone's different, you know? So yeah, but I think anyone can get into it. Like my brother was my oldest brother, Michael was always a basketball player and he was a little bigger. He was a post in basketball. And then he did a crew in college. He was always a bigger guy, but he's better shape than I am. And I ran cross country in high school now. Like he can do whenever he goes on a run, he goes a couple times a week. He pushes me, dude. He goes, he's done. He's trained for marathons now and he goes pretty quick too. So like, it just proves that anyone can do it. Like, yeah. And that's, I want to touch on that because a lot of people ask me like, why do you run? And the biggest my biggest answer to that that's been on the top of my mind right now is because I'm fit as hell. Mm -hmm. I can go do things that I never thought I could do. Like in late August, I'm going to summit Mount Adams. I have full confidence that if I wanted to, I could do that in a day. When normally like an average person, it's like a, it's a full weekend trip. Like you get there at like 9am and then you get to the, like the lunch table, they call it the lunch table and you just camp out like, no, nah, dude, I could, I could jog that bitch if I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like I'm feel so good just physically that I could run forever, bro. Like I just feel really good. And that is a feeling that you won't understand until you actually get to that point where you can run eight miles in the morning and just be like, Oh, let's start our day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a full, like I've changed my whole perspective on like bodybuilding. Like it's not about how big I can get now. It's like how freaking fit can you be? Like Cameron Haynes is in his fifties and he's running a full marathon a day. Wow. Like what a psycho. Oh my goodness. But he's so healthy and fit. At least from like how he performs. I don't know if he has any like any issues with his knees or whatnot, but like, dude, he's gotta be healthy if he's running marathons every single That's day. That's crazy. Yeah, That's he's crazy. a psycho.
in terms of weightlifting versus running, and you've just fully dove into both at different times in your life, like what are the different rewards you get from both? Um, I really like the pump. Yeah. When I'm going through a workout and I'm focused, I'm dialed, I'm not really looking at my phone, I really like the challenge. Like seeing the progress, um, like looking at strength training and hypertrophy training and then running, you know, they all have different feelings for me. Like running for me is more so like you have a number in your mind of what you want to run. Yeah. Like what can you get at for a pace? Like can you break your your pace today? You know, and trying to break your pace is where I – get pumped about and get psyched about because I'm seeing the progress. Cause when I started, I was running 10 minute miles. Like I was like, Oh my God, dude, like this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can barely move. And then with fitness with, um, or not fitness with bodybuilding, like hypertrophy training, uh, really dude, it's just seeing yourself like look good. Like you're like, damn bro. Like I got this pump going on. I just feel like the work I'm putting in is working. Do you get the same thing with running? Like, have you noticed changes with your body? Yeah, I'm definitely leaner. I'm nice. like a buck eighty six. Really? Which is the That's first about, time I've been under under ninety about since same as me. I was about seventeen. Wow. Yeah. And so I have all this muscle I've been packing on through college and I'm finally like super defined where I'm like, damn dude, like I got veins everywhere that I never thought I had veins. So you've lost body fat running, you think? Yeah, I'm worried about the muscle thing. I'm trying I've to, lost muscle, dude. Yeah, I'm looking this. into it. Nick Bear does peanut butter. I'm not a big fan of that. I like Whole Foods, but he's he just takes in peanut butter when he does his runs to keep his muscle, Oh wow! which is like low quality protein. Like it's good calories, but like I'd rather take in like some sort of better uh, type of protein, like, um, like just meats or just taking in like vegan protein powder or like anything like that. Um, it's, that's the toughest thing that I'm worried about if I'm going to get really serious in endurance training is I don't want to lose all this, yeah. but you can gain it back pretty quickly. So you have to eat a lot when you're endurance training because you're burning so many calories. Yeah. And so I was, when I first started, I was about 198 pounds and then since, wow, it's probably been about two months, two months running serious. Like I've lost like nine, 10 pounds. Yeah. While eating a good diet, like I'm wow. eating a pretty good diet, but That's I gotta crazy. just like find another meal where I can just like throw it in, you know? How many miles are you doing a week? About 35. 35? Yeah. Gotcha. I run a big long one in the week on the weekends. That's the best. You yeah. can always look forward to that. Those are the best in my opinion. It's like an early Those morning Saturday or uh, like a late one Sunday. Yeah. I really like middays right now because of the heat, but early Saturdays, I like to get a, like, like I did a half marathon early Saturday and it's nine o'clock and I was done and I was yeah. like, wow, that's awesome. I have a full day and yep. I just did a half marathon. Like people probably think I'm psychotic people are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. People when they woke up, they're like, you just did a half marathon, bro. Like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to try it. Like I felt good. Yeah. <laughs> and people yeah. are like, wow, that's good pace too. I was like, thank you. I don't know what a good pace is, you know, like whatever. Do you worry about your pace? Are you more of a pace or a distance guy when you go out there? Uh, I am. I am eventually just going to be distance, but pace right now because I want to be able to keep up on Ironman. Yeah. Because everything's time-based. And so, like, when I do my first marathon, I'm not going to worry about time. I just want to do it, get the distance. But when I get more serious, I'll be, like, time and pace oriented. It's always been my struggle with running, uh, just consistency. And it's because of my pace. Like I always need to train myself and I never am able to do it. Just go out super slow and build your way in. My best runs come like that. Like I'll, if I'm going for a seven minute pace, start with an eight minute mile for the first mile. But mm -hmm. I get out there and I immediately start booking it. And it's just like, I'm trying to hold myself back, but I care too much about pace. And I guess Strava is great. Strava for anyone that doesn't have Strava and runs should have one. It's like social media. But for people that are into cardio, running, biking, swimming, they can document their runs and sh share it with people. It's great, but it brings out the competitive side, and it's definitely a weakness of mine. I need to be more consistent. You're consistent. You're out yeah. there, like, you're doing eight miles every morning. Like, this morning I got out there, and I did 5.4. A pretty good pace, but, yeah, dude, I, I prefer distance. I mm -hmm. think distance is a little more rewarding. But I think so, too. Finding a good mix. I definitely think so, too. And I, I posted this on my Instagram too. Like at the end of the day, man, it's like you versus you. Like yeah. if you're not as competitive as, um, as like either Sean or I, like at the end of the day, like just getting out there and doing it is really all we, like we would want for you. Like that's what I want you to do is when you're watching my videos, like good for you. If you do a better run than me, like that doesn't bother me at all. Like I'm pumped for you. I'll give you a kudos and I'll be like, hell yeah. Like good for you. Like, dude, you are on a level like similar to me, if not better. And that's all I can ask. 
because I deal with so many people that can't get to that to, to that level. So when someone has that accomplishment, like I only give that positive feedback because it makes me better. It's like, okay, now I got one up and it's always that battle. So let me ask you this question. You have done weightlifting, you've done running pretty consistently. I'm sure you've done a ton of, you've done a ton of hit workouts. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever done like CrossFit. I've, I've messed around with it. I don't really like the style or like, yeah, I like the bad how, form. Yeah. Bad form. yeah. I don't like the community of how culty it is. And like, sorry if people are listening in on this and be like, screw you. Like I'm all about CrossFit, but like at the end of the day, so many average Joes try and get hurt. And I just don't like that. Like, I don't mm. like how it's so elite and then it drops off and people are getting hurt. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't a sport that like I want to get into. Like that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. Like in their gym junk, like they're gym junkies. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. That, it's that's good. a good part. But I think my problem with CrossFit is like. You cheat. It's for time, right? So you, let's say you're doing deadlifts, or you're doing pull-ups in a workout. Like you're cheating those pull-ups. Those kipping pull-ups. Like what does that do for your physique? Yeah, right. That like or like goofy. you're doing like deadlifts really quick. Like that's not the point of deadlifts, right? Exactly. But yeah, I was gonna ask, what is the hardest workout for you? The hardest type of workout. What makes you, what makes you just absolutely feel the worst? I think the worst is a CrossFit. Um, CrossFit wad when you do one of those uh, like really intense wads. I'm trying to think. I'm blanking on the top of my head. But there's that Memorial Day wad. Oh yeah, the Murph. The Murph. The Murph. Like Murph. I've never done that, dude. It's a, it's stupid, bro. Really? You wear I can't a vest. do 100 pull-ups. Yeah, you put a vest on, bro. That's where you're like damn near about to throw up. And like so those kind of rhabdo workouts. style. Like yeah. you can get rhabdo if you don't train like normal, like normally. Yeah. And so like the scare of like actually getting injured in a workout like that, because CrossFit has workouts like that. Cause like I've had a friend do a, uh, a, w- a similar wad to like a Murph and you have to do like those H sit-ups or like when you're on the, like, it's like that back extension machine, but like, you're doing sit-ups on them and you're like touching your hands on the ground, yeah, and, like yeah, doing yeah. them. Like he tore his like abdominal and got yes. rhabdo in his abdominal because it's just so intense on your body. And I was like, dude, like, how is that good for you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's that, it's that. It's like being too intense to where you're not being smart. I like to heart rate train. I'm constantly looking at my heart yeah. rate. So if you ramp yourself up to like 190, 200, um, you know, beats per minute, like you're gonna be so sore tomorrow. Like that's just not good for your body. Uh-huh. Like you want to be able to recover, feel good, go train them the next day. I think like mid 180s. I hit like 180s this morning, but yeah, 190s pushing it for sure. Like, yeah. Like remember the pacer test growing up? Yeah. Like when you get to like that last bit, because like I finished the pacer test growing up, and I remember being at like 200, and like the next day, like I was so freaking sore. Yeah. Yeah. And like just felt like crap. So do you have a specific workout in mind where it was just like. That's the hardest workout I've done. Um, dude, on the top of my head, man, I've had so many workouts. I just don't know. I don't know, bro. Yeah. I asked that because it's it's fun to compare different kinds of working out. And, like, on the topic of running, like, I did cross country and track. And those are just two completely different kinds of pain. Like, yeah. cross country, well, like, a race, a 5K was harder than any practice we had, just racing all out. And your legs will just feel so heavy. And you still have another mile to go. Versus track, you're doing sprints around the track and – you want to puke uh, the second you're done. You know, it's yeah. just a completely different kind of pain. And I think track is, uh, that's like all out 300s, mm-hmm. like three quarters of the track, like sprinting that or all out 400s. I think that's the hardest workout for me. I think so too. I think sprinting when you're doing like really hard interval training, like that will kick your butt. If yeah. you have that, if you put the effort in, you know, like when you have a coach, you know, watching you, it's a hell of a lot different than like yourself. Yeah. Like that's definitely that's like good that now, buddy. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, now that I'm thinking about, like, coach, uh, my instructor, like, my fitness uh, coach at Oregon State, like, he def, I told him to push me. Like, I just said, like, like, step up, help me step up my game because I don't have the talent. Like, I have, I have, like, the hard work ethic, but, like, you got to help me, like, just get to a different level. And so he would always, like, push me during my workouts. Like, on Saturdays, I would just train with him because I'm like, hey, like, I just want to get on a different level because I'm not the most talented guy here. And so, yeah, that he's had a few like sprinting drills and then into lifting that I was like, damn, like, you know, about to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I just all don't have it, one though. in particular. Yeah. It's all worth yeah. it. No matter how hard, I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with, I know you'd agree with this. No matter how hard it is, like no matter how much working out can suck in the moment, it's always worth it. It always, always is. Dude. It's always Not, that achievement. 
Yeah, there's never not a time where I just didn't feel like, like okay, you maybe a few times. Yeah, I didn't regret it. Like maybe I didn't have the best workout, but I still have the confidence. Like I got it done. Yeah. Right. Like I could go on a crappy four mile run tomorrow where I'll feel like crap, but it's completely better, hundred percent better than just laying in bed and sleeping in. Like I'm 100%. never gonna regret that, even if I regret it in the moment. I always like if I finish a workout and it feels really hard while I was doing it, I always like. Even if I'm hating it during it, I always look back a couple hours later when I'm recovered and I'd say, that was much better than I like thought it was. Exactly. It, a lot of it's mental. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, what do you have to plug as we finish this podcast here? I know you have quite a bit to tell the listeners. Um, yeah, I guess as far as like connecting with me and seeing what I'm up to and what I'm doing, uh, you can follow my YouTube. I'm giving out workouts. I've been pretty slow on it right now, but I do give like demo workouts and my like reviews on, on, um, running shoes. I'm going to do a few of them here in the next coming weeks. And, um, you can check out my website. It's, uh, cooperbrunner.com uh, where I give usually daily workouts and what I'm doing like verbatim of like reps and sets. I have a few programs out there. All of it's free. You just got to sign up to become a member of the make to date count mentality. Um, so you can check out my website. You can also listen in on my podcast. I got about 40 episodes uh, talking about fitness, talking about real estate, just talking about um, really just having a lot of people on the podcast that are super inspiring that want to um, not only inspire people, but give people give back to people what they've learned and their experiences. I've had Demetrius on. He's a 10-year vet with the Marines. He's got his, he just dropped his book called Extraordinary Thoughts um, for the Ordinary Mind. And he just gives you a perspective that you would never really think about until like, you read it. Like, and it, it's, very, uh, it's very interesting and inspiring because the biggest thing that I've taken from my podcast is getting new perspectives and so you guys can check out my podcast. Definitely highly encourage you guys to check it out. Um, got a lot of good guests on there. You can check out my Instagram, cbruner37, um, Twitter, cooperbruner, TikTok. I got daily workouts on there. That's at cooperbruner. Um, and that's that's like it. That's pretty much yeah. all I want to say there. The Instagram's a great follow, man. That's, yeah. that's what helped me the most. Yeah. I yeah. definitely follow this guy. Like the workouts... I didn't know how to get into weightlifting, and that's what completely <laughs> helped me, man. And yeah, it's great for motivation, that, like we talked about. So, yeah, give this man a follow for sure. But Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, well, Cooper, it was great to talk to you for about an hour here. And yeah, man. Yeah, dude, Appreciate was, you coming on the show, yeah, for sure. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. It was definitely – it was a great get for me to get you on the show because, dude, you have – you have such a bright future uh, in, yeah, the, thank in the you. fitness industry, and you're rocking it already, man. Likewise, dude. Don't stop. Keep yeah. posting podcasts, getting people on. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Cool. Yeah.